Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Jay Podcast. I'm your host, Jatan Woods, and along with me, the happy crew. We have Karen yeah. Wilson. The squad is here. And Michael Hurt. What up? And Michael, I thank you so much for um, today's topic. I don't know that I ever would have thought about <laughs> highlighting this this individual, but he's definitely interesting and I that think worthy of definitely breaking down who he is, what he's done, and we'll talk about how he um the importance of him and the life lessons that even in the african-american community we can take from this man's incredible still very young life and today we are going to be talking about elon musk he has a huge bio that i i would take up like half the show literally talking about everything that this man has accomplished um, he's been uh, a part of the startup of so many companies, mm-hmm. including PayPal, which interestingly mm-hmm. enough, he kind of got booted mm-hmm. from that, but yes, still got did. a huge payday from it. So mm-hmm. who cares if you mm-hmm. get, you know, some money cha-ching from it. And uh, currently his two big babies happens to be SpaceX and Tesla. Correct. And uh, so much more that we will get into and talk about. So I'm kind of, I was kind of almost intimidated by this because I Me felt too. like, oh, Me I didn't too. really know enough. Yeah. But as I did yeah. my research, I'm like, yeah. wow, there is just so much that we can learn from him and yeah. apply to mm-hmm. our lives. So mm-hmm. uh, first of all, once again, Mike, thanks for bringing that topic to us. Cool. And tell me why you were interested in discussing Elon. Uh, like I said before we started recording, uh, Elon Musk, is. I was fascinated with this guy. And the kind of the connection for me is uh, I would uh, buy things. This was some years back. I would buy things uh, and um, I'm like, well, I need something secure to transfer them, you know. And then there was this thing out there called PayPal. You know, I'm like, this is like really secure. And I even have to say, with you know, you got all kinds of things out there right now, all kind of apps that uh, transfer money and that. But PayPal is has has stood the test of time. But just when I and then and then I was watching something on television, and I saw where they were talking. They were they, they had this guy named Elon Musk on. And then they they said, well, he's you know he's the guy that owned PayPal, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I use that, and that's kind of where it started for me. The thing that 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 I during my research, I learned so much, and I kind of had to to correct myself. I always thought he invented PayPal. He did not invent it. Uh, as I understand it, what happened is, or or you know, came up with the company. What happened is, he had a company, and then this other company wanted to uh, he merged with another company mm-hmm. to bolster. You know, both companies. Let's just come together and be a big brand. Well, this company had a had part of their under their umbrella was a company called PayPal, and he had his he, what he his part of the company, uh, or the company that he brought with him was a company that d- 
did what we know PayPal does today. Mm-hmm. So basically they said, well, let's change it from, I think it was called X something. Let's change it from that and just call it PayPal. You know what I mean? And then so basically I think what ended up happening with that, uh, he, got, uh, he got booted from the top CEO position. I don't know how the company was actually structured. But then what happened is, you know, it was a downtime for him. But at the same time, uh, later on, eBay came along, mm. bought the company for $307 million. And he just happened to be the largest shareholder at uh, so over 11%. And he yeah. walked away with some $22 million at 24 years old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, just, just a little, just some, a few tidbits on this dude, man. Yeah, I mean, he's an example of... Uh, the full package in business, which is he has the education, he has the know-how, the talent, the foresight. Um, He wasn't born into poverty. His father was like a South African engineer. His mother, uh, I believe, was Canadian. He holds um, three citizenships. He Mm -hmm. has a, a U.S. citizenship, Canadian, and South African. And I have to admit, when I heard South African, I was like, oh, I wonder how he is on race yeah, relations. Yeah. But anyway, which interestingly enough, I really didn't see much about that in my research about him. But um, also a bit of luck. Some of this is being at the right place at the right time. Yes, so he's is. definitely benefited from some luck as well. But what really intrigued me the most and piqued my interest is how forward thinking he is. Mm-hmm. This is a man who could have sat on his laurels from that initial payout that he got from PayPal. He could have said, oh, this is enough money for me to live the rest of my life on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I have bigger things in mind. And he uh, is a risk taker. And I think when it comes to to business, um, two things about him is that he's this huge risk taker and he's always willing to bet on himself. He has this belief, this strong belief in that. I don't care if you say that this is a crazy idea because when you look at what he's done with Tesla, the fact that he was starting this brand new car company at a time right. when the stock market uh, basically crashed and right. he lost everything and had right. to pretty much start from right. scratch. Right. So, but to have that type of belief in yourself that says if I don't care if everybody says I'm crazy, um, I'm I'm putting all the chips in right. and I'm betting on me. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we can learn as African Americans from that, just having that belief in yourself that no matter what anybody else says, right, right. your idea is crazy, you'll never do this, <laughs> that it can be done. So what yeah. do you think about that? I mean, I think I think that, uh, uh, no, you're absolutely right. Whenever I, whenever I think of Elon Musk and I say this uh you know in, you know in an endearing way I, I I always call him a he's a mad scientist you know the dude is and I say you know it's a compliment the dude is he does not care he won't take no for an answer you know and and I know they I, I was reading something they said he he has this innate ability to uh accomplish whatever he sets out to do you know, even in the face of adversity, you know what I mean? And like, I was reading a little portion on Tesla. Again, I I stood corrected. I always thought he started Tesla. He did not. There were two guys that started this company called Tesla, named after Nikolotai Tesla, um, who worked with um, one of the captains of industry with the electricity, I forget. But anyway, um, so what happened is one of those guys got booted and he 
was brought on as the CEO of Tesla and kind of made it his baby. You know what I mean? And, and what's crazy about that is what I like about him, he was rich way before Tesla. You know, he was rich way before. In fact, this guy at 12 years old uh, developed and sold his first video game for $500. 12 years old. I mean, you, you kind of knew who he was going to be, you know, and uh, just based on that. But for him, he could have just said, well, you know, if I didn't start it, I don't want anything to do with it. But he was like, hey, I just want to be down with the movement. He's just, like, trying to, like, absorbs all these different things. Yeah. It's like like yeah. you said, right place, the yeah. right time, he's got the golden it's touch. It's a combination. Kind of like the... It's a combination. He's uh, kind of like the... Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bill Gates of the... Of, yeah. uh, technology or right. something that he's always at the right place right. at the right time right yeah he's been called the the tony stark yes the like a and real life so. living yeah, tony stark so. if you ever course, seen iron man yeah that it would that's make sense iron man reference yeah. and he's like yeah. he's like sense. him but the actual human form so yeah. and that's a that's an interesting uh comparison yeah yep. and um I was watching this one interview and it kind of, he talks about like what shapes his mentality when it comes to like what businesses that he's going to do, like what goals he has. And he has like these five areas that he says will affect humanity in general, um, the greatest. And so he has these businesses geared towards these, um, these areas. Number one, his focus is on sustainable energy. Mm-hmm. And one of the companies that he's working with now uh, is a solar panel company. Yes. And I should have yes. wrote down the name yes, of that I company, that. but that's yes. that's a big one. And it's ran by his two cousins. His two oh, cousins. So it's a family yes, affair. His cousins His run very it. first business, which was, was... Was with his brother. Was with his brother. Yes. So that was yep. interesting. Yeah. Number two, the internet. Mm-hmm. Seeing where that's going to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, he has these... When you hear him talk about it, it's like, whoa, it's like really heady stuff about what he thinks, yeah. where he thinks the internet is going to take us. Number three is making life multiplanetary, and you see that with his work with uh, Planet X. Is that the name of it? Uh, SpaceX. SpaceX. SpaceX, SpaceX. yeah. Um, also AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. That, that was, he has some ooh, really deep yeah. thoughts about he that. Does. And the dangers of that. Yes. Which is really he interesting does. because... He has a lot of the same fears. What was that scientist that was uh, confined to the wheelchair that recently passed? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why is that escaping me? I can see him right now. Stephen Hawking, yeah. thank you. He had the little that thing. He had, that he, yeah. yeah, he had um, also some um, some kind of dire warnings about AI and mm-hmm. and Elon Musk has some concerns about that too about how dark it can possibly get and the fifth thing that was interesting that's something that it also can get pretty dark and you know Mm -hmm. blurs ethical lines is (laughs) rewriting genetics yes that is oh my god so it's those like five areas of things that are going to be so huge to the future of mankind in general and it's interesting that his businesses and that his business models um go along those lines too so Mm -hmm. that just goes to like how forward thinking Mm -hmm. he is he's not thinking about current day he's looking 
decades well ahead. And he's even said that um, things that he's doing now when businesses and, and that he's putting in place now, mm-hmm. he won't see the fruit of it in his mm-hmm. lifetime. Right. But, you know, his legacy is going to live on long after he's right. gone. Right. I mean, so like that, that, I think that last point that you made or the, one of his five points was like like the uh, engineering of genetics they have this thing out called CRISPR now and 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 it is just unbelievable um i i really i i had i got some stuff at home that i that i researched on that but CRISPR is is crazy you know it's like they can actually splice and dice genes and put stuff together that is so scary that is so I don't even know what you well, call it's that. It's almost like into the designer babies, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and, that's not yeah. what God intended. No. You get what you get. I agree, you know and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, what do they call it, a, a conspiracist or anything like that. Yeah. But you, you're not going to tell Michael Hurt that there are not some human beings alive on this earth that have not been gen- genetically modified and made. They may not be out walking around. Some of them may be, mm-hmm. but they exist. You're not mm-hmm. telling me that. And the thing you were talking about, he and I saw that where he, his thing, the internet was booming. And this guy, just to kind of give you just uh, just a small segment of how he thinks, he was, ex- first of all, he was accepted into Stanford. To be accepted is, I don't need to tell you, I mean, that's off the chain. He stayed for two days and said, nah, I'm out. I got to go through this internet thing. Like it wasn't nothing. Like it wasn't nothing. But he I had believe. something to fall back on. I believe. He, he you did. You know, because he was he rich. Did. Now, he you did. or I go up did. there, we got to sit up there and, and toe the toe because we don't have any. Right. We don't have any. We, we, we got to take, yeah, yeah. take a little different approach. Yeah, we got to take a little different approach. And he talked about also how, see, he's, he's from Pretoria. He was born and raised in Pretoria, South Africa. And so his father was an electromechanical engineer, and his mm-hmm. mother was a model. So they had different plans for him. Yeah. And when he just, he, what he did, his first, I think, big movement in his life was he grew up, he got bullied a lot, beat up. He said, and the gangs used to just look for him. He said, part of it was because I was the smallest kid. You know, I got in, I don't know, I was just always the smallest kid. And then, so he decided in, in Pretoria, South Africa, as a young male, you have to serve, I think, for maybe a couple of years or whatever, or else it's considered like draft dodging or something like that. He was, I'll say, smart enough. He moved at 17 before he turned 18 mm-hmm. to Queens, Canada. His mother's from Canada and lived there to avoid the war. Now, some people say, oh, you're, you're dodging your responsibility. My thing is this. Would we know an Elon Musk today if he hadn't done that? Yeah, he could have been killed. But I think too when you when you talked about his education that he stayed at Stanford for like um, two days, two days mm-hmm. I think that um, lends to the conversations being had with families all across the country now when it comes to education, mm-hmm. and I think people are starting to take different approaches because so many people are saddled with student loan debts. Like there's oh, a lot of of uh, people now that have um, adult children that are just going into college and they still have their own student loan debt and they're looking at their kids going into college and they're having to make these tough decisions like should you go to college and have to take out all these student loans that are that are going to somewhat cripple your finances um, for the rest of your life and you have to make decisions about okay if you're going to go to school are you going to go to a four-year school are you going to narrow it down and go to a two-year community college, mm-hmm. concentrate on something 
like a trade. Or it's a trade like school. you yeah. have to make smarter decisions about what you're going to do with education. Mm -hmm. And I think, and when you're looking at um, at his life and what he's done, you know, STEM is very important. So I would say, if you're going to go to college, it better be in, in like medicine. It better right. be in technology. Yeah. Those are the two big things. And looking at his life kind of proves that. And it's like. You look at that and you have to make smarter decisions right. about education right. now for kids. Right. And I think that's something to really think about. I, I agree. I mean, the thing I wonder when I think about Elon Musk, you know, at 24 years of age, uh, walking, you know, having uh, access to $22 million, you know, uh, and that was just his cut of it. Um, you know, was he, did he take some time off? Uh, was he like, man, I'm 24. I'm going to go out and buy, like, you know, every sports car I want. Or or, or did he, you know, it's, it's we, only, we only get the bullet points. But the thing of it is, is I just wonder what his mindset was. Being, so I remember being 24. I was a kid. Believe me when I tell you. I thought I was grown. I had just moved out from my parents' house. But my thing is that $22 million, it's a lot of money. I was just trying to get to 25 so I could rent a car and stay in the hotel by myself. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, now I know yeah. some people listening will be like, "Oh, it's easy to have made the decisions he had because when you're when you are yeah, yeah, in a position got, yeah. of privilege, yeah. that, that it's yeah. different, and and you're probably still thinking like, well, why are you guys talking about him?' I'm like, you can take a small I'm scale. You, I'm telling you, and apply the things that he's done mm -hmm. like the like it, I keep going back to the incredible belief mm -hmm. he must have in mm -hmm. himself oh, to do this it's off the chain you know and he even talked about the other thing I wanted to I thought this was important to bring this out he actually um, was berated seriously berated by his father which you know what his father his father was an engineer and he's like you want to do what you know so they said he was seriously seriously berated and it made me think about the the artist Pablo Picasso, uh, who is considered one of the greats now. He was a starving artist. He didn't really blow up, blow up until after he died. But his father was a doctor. from. They were from Italy. And he's like, I want to paint. His dad was like, I'm sorry, son. I didn't hear what you said. It's like, yeah, I want to paint. It's like, I'm a doctor. You're going to be a doctor. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to pass on that. So it made me think about, um, you know, you know, Picasso is not one of his contemporaries, of course, but um, it's kind of like it's the same story at different intervals or different times in life. So, And it was interesting, too, to find out that he and Jeff Bezos, who, of course, is mm -hmm. the gazillionaire owner <laughs> right. of Amazon. Yes, he is. And how they're kind of in competition with yeah, each other. Yeah. I didn't realize that um, Jeff Bezos was also into the space race. I didn't and either. And these two billionaires. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Amazon has everything. But, yeah, yeah. they are building rockets, right. and they are, right. like, getting into the space thing, too. Right. And it's like a competition right. between those two. Um, who can do it first? Right. And Bezos' uh, space company is Blue Origin. And so... Yeah, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so Bezos is more... He's concentrating on trying to make a base on the moon where that would be kind of like a jumping off point to right. go beyond the moon right. and um with elon musk his big thing is he wants to um take 
humans to Mars. Mars exactly. He wants to be able to terraform That's what he wants to do. Mars yeah. and colonize that. Yeah. Which, you know, when yeah. I hear the word colonize, <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's not a good word okay, to Okay, colonizer. Us. Yeah. What? No, no, no. What? We don't want to do that. No, I. that is very interesting because yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just a, uh, I'm a simpleton. Let's just say that. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> But no, I've got plenty to see down here, so I don't even understand what the the whole fascination with space is a, is about. Oh, I find it fascinating. I, I have just always been really yeah, fascinated. Now, from an ethical and moral standpoint, do I have some? Do I give some pause to us going someplace else and potentially screwing that up as we've done our own planet? <laughs> I think we should try and 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 yeah. right the ship here, yeah. so to speak, yeah. and work on um, a lot of these efforts can be put into climate change and trying to save our own beautiful, ha- very habitable planet yes, yes, yes. without going to some hellhole like right. Mars. Yeah. I mean, right. excuse the expression, right. but right. I mean that's, no, that's not true. a pleasant place to be. Right. And it's like, can we try and maybe fix our yeah. own planet and what's wrong with it first, and then maybe try right. to move someplace else? But I think the whole idea of living in space is just, and space travel period is just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So are yeah. you like the whole Jetsons <laughs> thing? I mean. I guess. I, That's I, where I'm at. You know what? I, I grew up loving the Jetsons, but I'm, I'm, I'm funny like this. I was never a Trekkie. I was never. never a Trekkie. Oh, my husband's a big Trekkie. I was a never And never so a was my grandmother. Or so Star Wars. Between the two of them, I've, you know, sort of <laughs> been a Trekkie yeah. and Star Wars. Yeah, you were poor there. You were a Yeah, I was sucked but, in. But you know, you know it's, it's one of the other things. There's so many, like, you could just do random bullet points about this dude. One of the other things that, that just popped into my, my head that I remember reading was, Okay, so he became the CEO of Tesla, and the first thing he did when he moved in as CEO was lay off 25% of the people. Did he say why? I don't know. He probably did, but I didn't see it. It's probably on, on another, you know, somewhere out there. But he laid off 25%. The other thing is years later, uh, he, he was still CEO. He verbalized, said, which probably he felt like, man, I shouldn't have said that. He wanted to privatize, take the company because the company was was public. You could buy stock. He said, "I'm thinking about making it private," and he really ruffled some feathers on that. He really was that did. before or after the financial collapse? I don't know which side that fell on. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I know he. It may. Have, if I had to guess, I'd say it was after. He mm-hmm. wanted to kind of conserve some things, and I don't know. And I could be wrong, but I think when you make it private. He wanted less control. He wanted to have more control. Yeah, you know, and you don't have to worry about stockholders. And I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of a company going private after they're gone after they've gone public. I've never heard of. That. I've heard of it happening before, but it's very costly because I think you have to you be pay able them off. to. Yeah, you got to buy out. You got to buy everybody. You got to buy everybody off. They like you just ain't gonna go private. Yeah, it's hard to leave somebody that's going with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that's how that goes. Well, I thought it was was really interesting, and it showed so much uh, resilience and tenacity for him to have. He lost pretty much everything yeah, in the lost, financial cra- uh, crash of 07 and 08. Lost a lot. He pretty much lost everything, and he came so close because they had so many initial failures with um, 
was SpaceX, mm-hmm. and because they have rockets that crashed, and you know that you're talking billions of dollars yeah. anytime that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it came down to like the final one that they were having like a test launch or whatever, and they had had like maybe two or three other crashes of rockets Mm -hmm. that that was it if this last one hadn't worked then the company was going belly up and that was it and lo and behold once again a little bit of luck too the thing took off and they were able to land because a big thing with these rockets was initially looking at this technology they were just building rockets for a one-time use like Mm -hmm. it would be built go wherever moon wherever and then it'd be no more good right and so his whole thing was for this to really be able to work and make it cost effective, we had, they had to be able to build rockets that could successfully land and then come back. So then that's been right. a big thing. Right. So it's just right. really interesting to read like very, very all the failures that it took to yeah. get to the success yeah. that he has today. You know, and, and the thing, I, the thing, there's a lot I get from from Elon Musk, but one thing I, that I really get from him is it has not been about the money for a very long time, if ever, hmm. if ever. I think his drive is just like bigger than, it, you know, it's over everything. You know what he I mean? He wants to be the first to right. do it. First to right. do it at all. Right. Or and, he doesn't want to do right, it at all. Right, I think yeah. it's more about that than it, yeah. is, than it is the money. Mm-hmm. You know, and just his overall approach to everything. You know, he's not real, he's visible. Cause when you get that big, you gotta be. But he's in the, he's grinds. He's in the trenches mm-hmm. trying to make it happen. That's 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 what I get from him, and I really I, I love his drive. I he really he he does a lot for me. He must have confidence out the wazoo. Yeah, and you know the other like yeah he does. He, touches, he does turns to gold. You know you know what's crazy about that? <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I think he has confidence like that, but I don't I don't see him. I don't get that he's arrogant. You don't think I, so? I, don't think I think I, he I is I arrogant. Now you got different types of arrogancy, you mm-hmm. know, arrogancy. But 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 I don't get that he's just like over-the-top arrogant yeah you know i'm sure he can be like a you know what well yeah because when you have that much that money, money and that and much power, power you know it's you like, know it's it like, affects the hold on yeah. my calls you know for 17 years <laughs> well you know? yeah because they were saying that and i don't follow him on twitter and now i'm kind of interested to possibly follow him because I'm about supposedly it. he's says some very controversial things he has like no that, filter i like that like if he yeah. thinks something he's mm-hmm. gonna say it mm-hmm. and let the chips fall where they yeah. may but he's yeah. again he's in the position yeah. of privilege to right. be able to do that the, the reason why i say i like it though not just because he, he comes you know he's not a he doesn't come across as a loose cannon it's just that people that have made things happen in this world that even we have benefit from to this day they they're what you call unorthodox so he you know, we may say, well, he he just pops off, but he's like, no, man, this is, I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to tell you something. And and he, he's not going to be held back. That's yeah. that's what I like about him. I think it's just, it's an awesome thing. And I can't wait till more African-Americans are in this position to be able to be so forward thinking. Because that means that you are in a position where you're not having to necessarily worry about the day-to-day, the right, grind of the day-to-day. Right. And so many of us, we're so busy having to worry about right. how I'm going to get through to my next paycheck, right. and not just African-Americans, but a lot of people a in general. Of yeah. And it's like, it, it would be nice to have the yeah. freedom to be able to think, yeah. 
years ahead instead of just being having to worry about the right. day ahead. Right, right. You know, and and the other thing, and like you you, you said, like African Americans. This this is one reason why I wanted to bring this this topic to the table, is because I think I think every ethnicity on the face of the earth can learn from this guy. Mm-hmm. I I really feel that I, I I mean that in my heart. I mean because. I've learned from him, you know, and another really big takeaway that I have from Mr. Musk is he understands the importance and the value of partnershiping with people and creating alliances. You cannot do it all by yourself. I have to confess, when I started my itty bitty 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 small company, I just was kind of just wanted to just do do it all. You know, almost almost in a control way. But the thing of it is, I'm at the point now, and it is a good problem to have, where you, you got to bring somebody on or else you're going to be in trouble. You know, because things are growing faster than I'm able to deal. It's certain, it's certain aspects that are spinning off. Not that I'm doing so well, but I'm saying, even my brother told me, he said, man, you, 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 you need to bring somebody on, man. You, you gotta know, have an assistant. You, you got yeah. to, even if you start there. <laughs> but that's, he, he, he values the... Um, you know, uh, having alliances and partnerships. Yeah. That was one of the main things that I was going to ask you about um, what, and, and thinking about what Elon Musk means to you um, as an entrepreneur for yourself and, you know, give some more, even more examples of um, what you see in his life and his success in business and how, you can apply that to you as an entrepreneur. Right. The first thing that comes to mind is, uh, and I've had a few bouts, you know, where it could be anything from dealing with a vendor that's being difficult, uh, but they want the money, to dealing with customers that are difficult. But the thing with Elon Musk that I love is that he just, when he gets knocked down, he don't even know he's down. He's fighting while he's on the ground, and he never stops. He never he stopping is not an option. That's the biggest thing I pull from him, you know. And it's like he, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know the guy personally, of course. But it's like I don't. It's like does this guy actually stop to see what he's done? For example, uh, one of my favorite actors is Mr. Denzel Washington, and I saw yes. him in a, saw him in an interview. Just to say that name, time just stops, you know. And it's like he, I saw him in a. I almost want to say he was on Oprah, and. She was talking about all the movies he's done, and she she showed a couple clips on there, and you could tell he didn't want to even watch the clip. He was like, he just kind of looked up, and that's this is where I learned he does not watch his movies. Yeah, he that's just he said that's just he said I'll go to the premiere kind of like kind of got to, but but just then he's to watch done. Them, he's ready he's to done. Move ahead. He's done. And you know what? To me, to me, one of the the greatest movie. He, and I know we ain't talking about this, but the greatest movie that Denzel Washington ever made, it actually changed my life. It actually, like, messed me up was Glory. That's yeah. when I saw who this dude was. That, yeah. that was shortly after St. Elsewhere. He was still, he really, I don't, he barely got a credit in that movie. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. He was nobody. He killed that. But he got an Oscar for that. He Deservedly so. He, it was so Andre that Brown tear art. when he was taking that, that beating. That was man. Andre, and, and and you know he said that was not written in. I just had. He said I, I. It was something like I conjured up the spirits of our ancestors. Yeah. And I and I wanted them to empower me to become this on their behalf. Those have been some of the best moments in cinema. Have been the impromptu 
where they they I go off that. and do their own thing. I love that. I love yeah. That. I love that. And he said, he said, I'll tell you. And they started laughing. He said, he said, I'll, and the one thing he said is, he said, I'll tell you. He said, there was a few times I got hit really hard, and that didn't <laughs> that helped the tear too. But you know, but yeah. but you know, you uh, you talk about impromptu actors. You know, uh, Robert De Niro is one of the greatest. Jack Nicholson is one of the greatest when it comes yeah. to impromptu. They're not going to stick they're to not, a script. They're not. They're, they're going to ad lib. Like they're going to do their own thing. Jack Nicholson has gone in and just ad lib like, and Robert De Niro like almost a whole part of a scene, and they keep it. They just keep it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, some of the most classic moments yes. in film, award-winning moments in film. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. uh, moving forward. Are you inspired to look forward and and to be a problem solver? Because one big thing I got from um, Elon Musk is that he's always problem solving. Mm-hmm. Like when he was talking about, I saw the specific interview and he's talking about Tesla and the early models of his car, which his cars are electric cars. That, right. That's the that's whole the thing. thing. The sustainable the energy, thing. Yeah. the whole yeah. thing to make the cars electric. He was saying that the first models of his cars still had old-fashioned cooling systems yes yes. and he was saying that it really wasn't working and it wasn't it was like the actual opposite of what he was trying to do with the sustainability and the energy um, for the cars and so anyone else would have been like okay forget it we're still going to try to integrate the old with the new and he's like no i've got to come up with a new kind of electric cooling system for the car Right. to make it actually 100% energy efficient and electric. And you know, and 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 in addition to that, the big and 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 I I didn't realize why Tesla cars are so expensive. I've seen a few around Peoria. You, you know a Tesla when you see one. Cuz I had never really seen one. I'm like that's a night. Okay, I see the mm-hmm. T. You recognize. But the big deal about his cars is that they're electric and the lithium batteries are extremely expensive that's in the price tag so he he started a company that just makes the batteries yeah. i forget the name of it yeah they well i noticed that about the because i'm uh the last car i had was brand new 2004 so look mm-hmm. at look at all the technology that i've missed in the seven years that i haven't had a car mm-hmm. but i have noticed just in general the newer cars now both i had two two hyundai um, Elantras and I kept them for seven years each same battery from the factory before I had to replace it so right. I mean, and now today the, everything is electric you're lucky if you get three years out of a regular car battery yeah. I can't even imagine yeah. the lithium one yeah the lithium yeah okay. there's some uh, 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 they're upwards of they're well into the thousands they're very yeah. expensive yeah, yeah and there's a there's yeah. a lot to having one of these cars too yeah. Yeah. because you also have to buy something and get it installed say in your garage at home yeah. like a little charging yeah. station yeah, you you have all that. so he's making money off Big of the money. development Big of money. that too Big money. Big money. And so, yeah, he's integrating everything. And he was saying with the the solar panel business thing he has, that that is even integrated into the charging of cars in your home. So they're encouraging people that to have electric cars. And if you do, 
Um, if it's a new home, they're encouraging you to do these new roof panels yeah. to where the whole panels are like solar panels. It was really mm-hmm. interesting to see because I saw some mock-ups and models. Yeah. You talk about slick, like right. high-tech. Oh, it's man, like, it's very high-tech. It's mind-blowing, but it's also integrated in these like right. like hubs where you like, you mm-hmm. know, plug yeah. your car in and all that stuff. Yeah. And what's interesting and smart about him business-wise is that he said that with Tesla – he wanted to be the model that everyone looked at. And so he is also making even more money because he's selling some of his electric technology to other companies. Right. Like he's working with Mercedes Benz. Wow. He's working wow. with Jaguar and selling parts of his know-how and right. technology to them. Yeah. And the money's just flowing and flowing and flowing. So it's just right. amazing. Yeah, and, and the thing of it is, this this Elon Musk is what I call, he, he, he he's... He, he's changing the way we live. Think mm-hmm. of, think about it. You have these electric cars. They're not all over the United States, but they're gonna be. And if they're they are all over, you gotta have those charging stations everywhere. We grew up in the gas. I'm old enough to remember when I'd be in the car with my dad. Of course, mom didn't pump gas. This was pre self serve. My my dad would roll up to the gas station. The attendant would come out. He let the window down and say, "Give me a dollar regular." That was big money back then. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. I remember when you were doing good to put five dollars in your car. And then so the guy would go back there and pump it, and it was a big deal. I would, I would get up and I just wanted to see how he did it. You know, I'd look out the window. We ain't doing that no more. We ain't doing that no more. But he is even looking because once again, he's always looking ahead to the next thing. Right. Way ahead. He um has lived in the Los Angeles area. So he's trying to solve the whole problem of traffic because mm-hmm. that's horrible, not just in LA, but mm-hmm. in, in all major cities, Atlanta. Right. I personally experienced the horrors of driving in Atlanta. Ugh. And so now he wants to be the forerunner in like flying cars. And what's that, what's, what's that going to look like taking cars yeah. off the ground? So He's got his fingers in that and, like, moving us forward in that area. And he also, in addition to that, like, I don't see how he does. I mean, the dude is, like, I don't. It's like, is there more than one of you? He also is involved with, and I don't know if they sidelined it or what, but he wanted to put this, for lack of better, they call it something else, but it's an underground train that ran from New York to uh, L.A., across coasts. And it's, you know, and, and, and it's like, you go in there and it's like this round tunnel and it's kind of dark and it's just. What's the purpose shoo. of putting it underground? I don't know if it's, he can go faster. It uh, makes it more aerodynamic. The wind is not uh, there. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, he's all over. And they said his Tesla. Now this, I don't know what model they they named the model, but I can't remember. They said you know it's a really fast car. It said to give you just how fast it is. It can go from zero to sixty-five miles per hour in two point five seconds. That's like that's blowing that's like yeah. blowing on the gas pedal. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> all about technology and everything, but the whole cuz is he in involved with the um the driverless cars or whatever at some point you do need a human in there autonomous yeah, yeah the yeah. autonomous yeah. cars well i tell you yeah. what that's funny because the company that i work for a, a great part of our market share i'm saying our like i'm but a great part of their market share is autonomous trucks. Yeah. And they say they say uh, 
necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. And they told us the way this came to be some years ago. They were trying to, they built these trucks, they had them down in South America, and it was like, like 110 in the shade. And they could get nobody. I think they were offering them ninety dollars an hour mm-hmm. to drive them because it was too hot. They said we'll make them drive themselves. Yes, and that's how they came to be. Yeah, Elon is is all part of that. I saw a photo with him in front of a, a yeah. of a semi like that. But you know, well, what he's doing and how technology is moving forward, and this ties back again to what I was talking about earlier with education. And for jobs in the future, mm-hmm. you have to really be thinking about this because there are so many jobs that exist now, like your truck drivers, like your cashiers. We see what's, you know, you go into yeah. like Walmart and there's yeah. hardly any cashiers. Yeah, and it's like, too. yeah, I don't, I don't like I, I to do it either. Them, but I yeah, my like husband it. does, but I just don't. He yeah, likes to like yeah. be in control and to be able to do it himself. Yeah. But it's like all those jobs are going away and no, those are, are some of the most they common are. jobs yeah. so it's like you have to be prepared for the future then yeah. what are you going to do yeah the sales clerks are going right. uh, drivers semi truck drivers they're going so it's like you have to be able to move with what's going on with the future that's what i in that sense i really like what andrew yang who's running for president Mm -hmm. on the democratic Mm -hmm. side has to say Mm -hmm. because he's really kind of forward thinking in that way and looking at you know what's going to happen to all these american workers when these jobs no longer exist and i think that's why it's so important for us to get into technology and coding and stem and all that yeah yeah because i i look at my own uh um you know employment career and i was i'm a retail worker Mm -hmm. i worked in uh retail for over 20 years and it's like who would have thought that you know the brick and mortar store has gone away now i work for bergner's it's gone i worked for kmart it's gone history you know what i'm saying and so i mean i've transitioned to a different career in um uh healthcare, but it's like you know, at, at some point, it's like, where are we supposed to shop, or how are we supposed to shop? Yeah. I said, are we going to be getting our? I said, especially with Sears going belly up, are we going to be getting our our washer and dryer on Wayfair now? now you know what now, I mean? Now, it's now, crazy. Now, now, I, now, I will say this: I never thought I'd see the day for as long as I lived in Pure, unless I moved away. That's different. But for as long as I lived in Pure, where they don't have an anchor store. Like 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 yeah, a Burgers or a Macy's. Yeah, the store is gone. Now, well, J.C. Penney's yeah. kind of still there, isn't it? It's there, now, but it's hanging on by it's, 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 yeah. it's there. But Sears, I'm, I was shocked that they hadn't been gone because if you know, that's that's old Montgomery Wards, that yeah. that building. But the thing of it is, the only thing that is my personal saving grace about that is I've been an internet shopper for about twenty years, so I'm not oh that long about that long. Yeah, about that long, and I. I'm, I'd say I'd say maybe 15, but the yeah. point I'm I was doing it really really when uh, it wasn't that common because I was so intrigued by it. I was like, okay, let me try this, you know. And it wasn't yeah. even that safe then because I never you have know. good luck with shoes or clothes online. Yeah, either it's, I have to send them back, they don't yeah, fit. Yeah, or what I thought I ordered when I get it in the mail is yeah. not what I ordered. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And I know, and I think it's a generational thing because I have another <laughs> friend that she's like, right. she bought her car online. Bought her car sight unseen, bought it online. Yeah, I'm tripping off of that. But she's like an internet shopper. She's like, oh, I get everything online. And if it doesn't fit, I'll just give it to my mom. Okay, I work really hard for my money. I'm going to send it back. No, I I want it to fit me. It's going back. Yeah, it's going back. 
but I want it to be able to fit me before I'm going to give it to somebody, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that to me, you know, but I mean, they have forced us to, to move to that because there is no, I mean, like you said, access. And I know here, here in Peoria, I said, if you want something nice, <laughs> Davis Bridal's about all you've got. Yeah, yeah. You know, or the men's warehouse for, yeah. for suits. And you know, the, my again, the, the thing that the, the way I uh, manage it for myself when it comes to buying stuff online, because you're right, you don't know how it's going to fit. I have a, a certain list of brands mm -hmm. that I know how they fit me. So mm -hmm. I know this runs small. I need to go a size up. And it yeah. usually works. But that was trial and error. Yeah, it is. So... I mean, our lives are moving toward that. Look at how the, even the grocery <laughs> right. industry is changing right. and how you shop online and get things at home. See, now, I love that. But there are certain things like produce. I still want to touch and smell Me my too. own produce. Me and too. And I want to pick out my own meat. Yeah. You know, certain yeah. things I still yeah. want to be able to go and look at yeah. myself. Yeah. But... And yeah. so far, I haven't done the home delivery thing, but I want to try yeah. it. I'm intrigued by I, it. I might try it once. I know pretty much everybody's getting in the game now. But uh, one of the other things is when you look at how um, something that's always intrigued me, okay, uh, like, for example, with, the, with Elon Musk, how he merged with another company. Now, the, 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 the latest, biggest uh, merging that I know of that I heard about recently and it just really blew me away. Google just bought Fitbit. What? You know how huge Fitbit is? That's huge. Yeah. They're huge. And this guy at work, he's he's maybe mid-30s. He's a techie, very smart guy. I told him that. He said, what? Because he, he has a lot of stock. He's like, man, I didn't get on that initial public offering. I said, I know that IPO is crazy, man. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, I had Let friends me get that, that um, <laughs> they bought stock in this little... A nondescript company called Salton Maxim. Mm. You know who makes those? George Foreman. Really? Yeah, they're the parent company of George Foreman. So they're making bank now. Man. Yeah. Man. The stock that man. goes to show how important yeah. it is for you to get in the stock market. I'm you. And it is so easy I to concur. get into. And we're going to have, we've got to get a guest on uh, got to, to yeah. talk about that and yes. to talk people into doing it. Yes. Because yes. Um, some of us are fortunate where you can do it to your employer, but you yeah. can do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There's your so smartphone. many. There are so many ways to get into so it. so many ways to do it. And I know like, like with me personally, I remember my, the first stock that I bought was Ford. And I remember uh -huh. I didn't know nothing about stock. It was $13 a share. Yeah. And when I learned more, I'm like, man, that was too expensive. But it, it, it went up a couple bucks and I sold it. So I got all my money back. And I was like, this is kind of cool. You know, yeah. this is kind of cool. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I love the stock game. What do man. you guys think about? I love it. Because when you talked about um, Google buying Fitbit, and right. of course, Google is just like this incredible giant. And uh, talking about the future. What do you think about the whole smart home thing? I don't know how, like, I'm a little scared when you can, like, you unlock be. your door you remotely. And I'm like, everything's hackable. I love the yeah. idea of it because there's a part of me, a little part that's kind of techie. Yeah, so like I'm, that. like, intrigued by my house, yeah. you know, making it a smart home. But it's scary, <laughs> too. I'm getting in on the ground floor. I, my, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about myself because... Uh, I graduated from <laughs> Illinois State University seven years ago this past weekend, okay. December 15th. Awesome. So, um, and so my sister 
got me a Kindle Fire when I graduated. That was my birthday, Christmas. I'm never getting anything else gift. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it kind of has sentimental value, but I finally bit right, the bullet. Right, right. And I got a new Kindle Fire with Alexa. And so they're wow, like, and okay. to try the stuff out, because um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of weirded out by the whole hands-free, but I tried it out. They said, um, have it recognize your voice. They say, say, Alexa, what's the weather like? <laughs> and I said, okay, Alexa, what's the weather like? And she came on and she said, in Peoria, Illinois, it is, you know, 40 degrees, right. sunny and all sorts of stuff. Right. So it was kind of, I was like, whoa, because you know, I didn't tell her where I was, you know? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell like you. It's like Big Brothers it in is, your house. It is. So I got it turned off and like stuff on top of it now. Now, <laughs> the, first, the first time I heard about these smart homes was really not that long ago, maybe a uh, three week, a month ago. And I was riding into work. NPR, listen to that, and they talk about every everything under the sun. And they were talking about certain communities where pretty much 90% of the homes are smart homes. But they're saying, yeah. but there's another side to the coin. Some people want to buy the homes, they want to move in the neighborhood, but they're pushing back. And this guy came on, he said, yeah, I like all the technology, but I don't necessarily need Big Brother knowing how many times I entered my house in that day. Yeah, that came yeah in your and patterns. And whether or not I'm gone, there's no footsteps around the house, so they must be gone. Who's, I... As me personally right now, yeah. I'm ready for the smart home. Yeah, because tying even that back to the smart house, even back to Elon Musk, um, he was in an interview and the guy was talking about how he's integrating like the solar panels to everything in the smart home thing. And he's like, now he is, he didn't want to admit it, but he's also developing um, like furnaces, like new heating systems and things that will interact better with his solar panels. And he was like, and making it smart to where your home knows your patterns of when you come yeah. and go. Yeah. So that instead of wasting energy and having your heater air conditioning on all day, mm-hmm. like the house will know that you're expected home around 445. Yep. So it'll start adequately heating or cooling your home. Yep, yep, yep. So your home will be at the temperature that you want it to be by right. the time you walk in the door. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's almost kind of creepy. I mean, yeah. we, we've had that technology for some time with the smart. Uh, I know uh, uh, I had a house here in Peoria that had one of those I'm gonna, they, they weren't calling it smart back then, but it was one of those programmable mm-hmm. uh, thermostats. The yeah. problem is you needed a MBA to understand. To understand it. it. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, this is when, when, when I have one now and I can't get it. I went through all the stuff yeah. to program it. Like when I get up in the morning, it needs to be. It went right back I to tried. 80 by itself. Yeah, I I'm tried. chill with that. Everybody, I, oh, I, too hot. I, I tried. And and the other thing is this. The other thing is this. I, I think this uh, is um, um, uh, worthy to, to uh, put out there. Uh, Ameren has for some time now, they have thermostats now set up where there's, I call them smart thermostats. They come in and put it in your home. It's supposed to will save you money. And there's an app with it. In fact, I have a, a, a friend of mine that has worked so for So you could company. use it remotely. There, he, he works for Ameren and he's at his desk and he does this. And it, See, I like the idea of that he because that. If, if something can save me some money on yeah. my I'm, outrageous I'm utility it. bills. I am, I am entertaining it. I really yeah. I have a three-bedroom ranch and, uh, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. And then, because um, Elon Musk was saying, <laughs> even 
down to certain parts of your house like yeah. like how we waste energy with Big parts time. of our house that we don't use like in in my house right now it's a two-story but my mm -hmm. husband and i really don't use the second story right, anymore right, right. because there's not a bathroom up there and so yeah we don't need to be heating or cooling up there right. so yeah i would love to be able yeah. to isolate parts yep. of my house yeah. But this has been a great discussion, Absolutely. Michael. Thank I you for the topic. It. Thanks for thanks for doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was able to learn about this yes. person that I knew who he was. But now you know. And now I know <laughs> so much yeah. more. I'm like, wow, what what an interesting character. And like I said, someone yeah. that we can take his principles on life and business and apply them right. even to our everyday lives, even on such a small scale. So yeah. thank you for that topic. Hey, hey, I, it was a learning it. experience it, it for was, me. It was absolutely dope. And the, the thing, one thing, one quick thing I want to add is um, with with Mr. Elon Musk, he has so many things going on. I've decided I'm going to take one thing that he's going, uh, that, that he's working on right now and really delve into it, and that's the AI. Because Ooh, that's yeah. just, I, I just think that's crazy, man. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I'm going to be looking into some stock options for whatever he's yes. doing oh, since he has yeah. the Midas touch. Man. Like, and, and I want a piece yes. of it. You know I what, want a piece know, of that action. You know what action. else he has in addition to the Midas touch? If you notice, they give him the run of the place. They He has, ain't nobody trying to stop him. Because they know, now that is a stable genius. Yes. yes. Now that's actually an example. Confidence. They have, <laughs> you know, they, they, have they have confidence in Yeah. It. But yeah, that AI and what really intrigued me, I was watching him give a seminar and, and this thing came up on the, and, and he was doing his finger like this and the human brain human brain was turning like this and i was like this dude is this dude is crazy man. yeah he's just yeah. he's just so yeah. ahead of us yeah. of, of us all so yeah. Yeah. once again thank you for that interesting Absolutely. topic you. and you guys can always join the conversation by going to gethappywithjay.com going to our facebook page and also i'm always intrigued how you guys are listening are you listening at the website are you listening to us on spotify we're on itunes wherever else we're listening we want to hear from you rate subscribe and share this podcast and help us grow um this podcast is airing in a brand new year so we want to say happy new year happy to everyone year. Yeah. and we're hoping for a very happy blessed and prosperous new year for each and every single one of our listeners yeah 2019 right. was rough uh, personally in our family we lost some you know several family members and friends yeah. 2019 was tough and 2020 you know with the election things coming up um mm -hmm. We might be in for some challenges this year, too, but, but we're resilient as a people, not just black people, but in general. We're a resilient, hardy yeah. people. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're people of faith, and that helps and, and means so much. So just wishing and praying the best for all of you listeners and always want to say thank you to both of you for contributing. You guys thank have meant so much in 2019 and beyond. And thank you to our listeners. And uh, just wanting you guys to be a part of it. I always say, you know, the table, is, there's a seat at the table for you. <laughs> we would love to meet you guys. If you have any ideas oh, for yeah. us, for oh, guests, yeah. Oh, yeah. topics, just shoot us a message and we will always get back in touch with you. Yes. So until next time, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Take care. And again, Happy New happy Year. Happy New Year. Tell me how to get